Hello, everyone. Hello and welcome. This is so peaceful, isn't it? Well, turn it the fuck off. I am not here to do meditation. I am not here to give you zen, bitch. If you want to get zen, if you want to go do the downward dog or doggy style or whatever the fuck you guys call it in yoga class, go to the YMCA and do Zumba with your mom. That is not what I'm here for. I am here to bless your little fucking ears of the voice of a little gay man ramble on about his shitty life. So... Basically, I'm going to give a disclaimer before you listen. If you haven't already gotten the whole point that this podcast is not going to be clean, I'm going to be shitting on me. I'm going to be shitting on every boy I've ever fucking talked to. I'm going to be giving a lot of advice to guys, to girls, whatever. If you know me, whatever you can listen. If you're my mom, if you're my family member that is over the age of like 30, unless you're my cool uncle, please stop listening to now. Please stop listening now. If you're my friend's mom, please fucking turn your phone off, power your phone off, and never open this app again because I do not want you to hear what I'm about to say on this podcast. It's not going to be clean. I'm sorry. This is my therapy. You know, every weekend I drive to the Cape and I listen to Call Her Daddy, my my main inspiration for making this podcast. I listen to Alex Cooper. I listen to her shit on her life. I listen to her shit on everyone's lives. And you know what? She's my biggest inspiration. I've been listening to her for probably over a year, ever since she was with Sophia, you know. And so I always listen to her podcast on the way to the Cape. And then on the way back from the Cape, you know, I either listen to Taylor Swift or I talk to myself and I shit on people And I basically have my own podcast myself to my little fucking air vents in my Jeep. So maybe instead of doing that, I decided to put a little fucking microphone in front of me and start recording the shit I say and the shit I talk about. So, you know, maybe I can make some, make a little bit of cash off that. I mean, I don't have a job. I don't have a sugar daddy. So I need some cash somehow. Anyways, I'm going to be giving a brief synopsis about why the fuck do I sound like an English major? I'm going to give a brief synopsis. I can't talk about what this podcast is going to be about. First off, I really want to just talk about a lot of gay culture, a lot of gay things. Obviously, a lot of gay things are aligned with girl things because like, I'm going to be giving advice and talking about guys so obviously that's going to relate to girls too but more with you guys i'm going to be giving some advice to straight guys if you're listening i'm so sorry i'm probably going to shit on your whole life um a lot of you straight men i don't like you know a lot of you guys i wish would just go back crawl into your hole and not be able to find the clitoris somewhere else but (laughs) anyways It's a very open, all-inclusive little podcast we have going here. I'm sitting in my bed. It's Wednesday. No, no, no. It's Tuesday. You know, I'm sitting in my bed. There's no boy with me. So I thought, why not ramble on about your sad little life on a microphone instead of doing some homework? So here I am. I'm talking. Um, I'm going to jump right into it after I give a little bit more information And then we're just going to get right and we're going to divulge into the sad, sad life that is mine. Okay, so on this podcast, I'll talk about, you know, experiences of I experiences I've had my coming out story. I'll do like a quick thing on because I have a whole YouTube on that. Um, Obviously, like stories, funny shit. I'll have people on here and just a lot of advice like. I think it really helps from me, like, hearing other people's stories and experiences and learning from that 
no matter like how funny or like how shitty they are i think that's like really important also like raise awareness for like shit that isn't talked about enough like gay rights girls rights women's rights like shit like that like sexual assault like just like talk about things that a lot of people don't like to talk about mental health like i think i definitely want to incorporate that into here as well as shitting on every boy i've ever talked to and calling them out so here we go we're gonna jump right into it i'm gonna start off with you know my coming out I literally kid you not, I just recorded a 10-minute segment of my coming out shit, and it didn't record. It was just silent. So, I guess that's a sign that no one gives a fuck about me coming out. So, <laughs> I guess I'll just make this segment quick. Because if you aren't have ugh, if you haven't already seen my YouTube video about my coming out story, it goes into a lot more depth and detail. So, and actually, that one was really serious. I read, like, a really deep personal essay. I gave a lot more advice about coming out. I, go I went into, like, more detail about why I came out. If you watched that, I mentioned two or three characters, which I gave names. They are boys that I've had interactions in with my past, which I'm going to be shitting on more in here. Probably give them different names because I don't remember what names I gave them in that episode. episode, that video. But basically, that's my YouTube. If you want to watch that it, it goes into a lot more detail it's more deep it's more serious this one i'm just gonna be you know not talking too deep into that because it's a story that i've had to tell 500 fucking times and i just cannot sit down right now and go back into that because if i really went into it, it'd be like 30 minutes again so that's in my youtube i actually recommend watching that if you don't know my story already but if you lived through this then like whatever fuck it let's just get into the podcast but my coming out, I came out for the, like, for real in July, so what, like, six months ago, maybe? I'm bad at math, um, but I came out to my family on July 3rd, um, and then I came out to the world on July 22nd, which was on Instagram, and then, so before that, like, ugh, this is so repetitive if you've watched my YouTube, but... I, like, basically knew my whole life almost, like, I was always struggling with it, had really bad mental health issues from it, you know, like, there was a lot that went into it, obviously having to act straight for 16 years takes a serious toll on someone, like, I'm very different um, now than I was a year ago today, because a year ago today, I definitely wasn't proud of who I was, um, I was acting a lot, not gonna lie, I was really depressed, but now I'm thriving, I'm happy, I'm sitting in this microphone, I'm about to talk about you know, my experiences now give some insight. So my coming out was definitely something that changed my life for the better. Like, that's not even a question. It did really inspire some people that were really close to me in my life to come out too. So I have not seen any negative impact except for the little fucking con. Oh, shoot. The little fucking pussies. I'm not supposed to say that word. Little fucking pussies at my school that give me shit for it, but it's true that they're all insecure and they just want dick themselves. So if you're listening to this, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, you're probably obsessed with me. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you're going to give me shit in school and then go stalk my fucking Instagram. Anyways, you know who you are. Some of you fucking viewers probably know who they are too. So yeah, other than that, my coming out has been amazing. You know, my family took it really well. My friends took it really well. It opened up so many new doors to me. Um... And then I started kicking off a career, not a career, but started kind of doing like well on Instagram and TikTok. Like I got a, 
um, partnership with American Eagle and I got a partnership with another company for like um, gay apparel and then like my TikTok kind of did okay like a couple like 30,000 viewers so like I I, I'm, I was pretty thriving after I came out you know like I still am I tried to move over to YouTube that what <laughs> didn't go well I don't I just like couldn't really edit I have too much ADHD to do that shit and like do clips just wanted to blabble about my life on a podcast instead because I already talked to myself enough so yeah that's where we are it's where we are right now now we'll get into the interesting shit I'm sorry that was boring but here we go all right let's get right into the juicy shit because that was boring now we need to talk about some dick we need to talk about some fucking toxic dick actually because this man I'm about to talk about is actually like a fucking common denominator for every gay that's ever been alive no matter if you live from massachusetts or fucking florida this man has tried to confiscate your dms no matter if you are straight as hell if you are gay this man has been in every dm he's tried to be in every fucking man's pants alive he has like a deep-rooted sex addiction and it's so embarrassing because he's in high school anyways i'm gonna give his name huh i'm gonna call him Matthew, that's such a fucking common name, so no one know who I'm talking about. Actually, if you're gay and you're listening to this, it is literally, like, a common thing. Like, I will ask someone, instead of asking them, hey, are you gay? Be like, hey, has Matthew tried to fucking slide into your DMs? Hey, have you Snapchatted Matthew for, what, like, three days until he ghosts you because he gets what he wants? (laughs) Like, that's something that I'll ask people when I first meet them, especially if they're gay. I'll be like, oh, so you know him. And they're like, yeah, unfortunately I do. So my interaction with Matthew was actually kind of unique because first boy I ever added on Snapchat. Quarantine, it was March. We were all horny little fucks in our bedroom. You know, no one was getting dick. No one was getting puss. We were all sitting, sorry, I'll stop clicking my pen name ADHD. We were all sitting in our bedrooms, unless you got a little fucking dildo on your side table. I don't know what you're doing right now. So... I'm just a little bored, little naive boy. Obviously, I didn't have a fucking dildo on my fucking bedside counter. I'm a, at this point, I'm a straight little closeted piece of fishing little shit. And so (laughs) I added him back because he added me from Instagram, which I don't know how he found me. I don't know how he figured out I was gay, but I'm telling you, this man is a little CIA detective due to the amount of horniness that goes through his blood. But he added me at this point i genuinely when i tell you i had no clue that men are the way they are i had zero clue i had no clue that they're so fucked up so i started snapchatting him and it was so funny for me to think back on right now that i thought it was like a relationship (laughs) like i thought it was like a like a snap relationship no this man just wanted my nudes i didn't send them to him because i'm not gonna send him my fucking nudes like I'm above that. So I started Snapchatting him and he was, no, he is flawless. So like it is tempting to do what this man asks for, especially when I am like a little, I was stupid. I had never talked to a guy before. I thought that this was what all guys were going to be like. So he was an asshole. Actually, he wouldn't even talk. He would literally just be like, you're so hot like you want to meet up and I'd be like 
um, actually, no, I'm scared of COVID because I was just petrified of meeting up with a boy. Like, that is the scariest thing ever. And so, like, I tried to make conversations with this man, but all he wanted was, like, sex and nudes, and it was disgusting. Um, thinking back on it now, he was the first boy I ever Snapchat, so he'll always hold that little place in your heart where it's like, damn, like, that's the first guy I added. Like, I had the hugest crush on him. When he ghosted me, I thought my life was going to end, but no, it was just because I wouldn't, like, literally give him my, like, ass on a platter. Like, he expects every man to just walk up to him and pull down their little fucking pants and be like, okay, here you go, Matthew. Like, here's me. Like, spread me your fucking chlamydia STDs and crabs all over my fucking body. Like, no. He, I think, has talked to, or no, not talked to, tried to slide into Snapchat or get news from every fucking boy i've talked to and not one person has had a positive interaction with this man and i genuinely am so fucking concerned for whatever college he's going to i feel bad he is going to destroy that college and spread fucking stds like a wildfire faster than corona swear to god that man cannot keep his dick in his pants for how small it is anyways Matthew ghosted me mid-quarantine because I guess I didn't give him what he wanted. I was, like, heartbroken, which is so embarrassing because he's actually worthless. That's kind of mean. I didn't mean to say that. No one's worthless, but he is. Anyways, I was heartbroken. So, this was, like, May now. I was like, fuck, like, fucking Matthew ghosted me. I'm never gonna find a dick again. Shut the fuck up, Sean, because you do. Fast forward, you fucking do. The next one I find is gonna be even more fucking interesting. So you just wait. But Matthew, and I almost slipped his real name there for a second. Um, when he goes to me, I came out to my best friend because I was like heartbroken. I was like, no, like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Shut the fuck up, Sean, and stop fucking crying. Um, that's basically what my reaction was after I realized how pathetic that was. At that point, I thought that all men were going to be like this, so I basically had a little bit trouble, like, being, like, coming to terms with being gay at this point. I was like, damn, like, guys are like that? Like, that's embarrassing. I honestly wanted to hang out with this kid and, like, kind of explore and confirm my sexuality a little, but that man seriously just wanted to be tied down, and it was, like, embarrassingly gross. Like... I swear to God, if he ever tries to apply for a job, someone will just pull up their phone and it will be like 45 pictures of this man's tiny little dick on their Snapchat because he cannot keep it in his pants. So that's my little segment on Matthew. I still have run-ins with him, which is the funniest thing ever because, oh my God, I can't even like give details without giving away who I'm ever talking to. But I still come in contact with this man, and it is the funniest thing. He's definitely not listening to this because he thinks he's, like, above the whole world. But, um, yeah, that's my little interaction with Matthew. That was the first boy I added. So after that, it gets a little bit worse until the point where we are at now, which I'm in my single era. I will not be talking to a man until probably college because of the shit that happens to me i don't know if i have bad luck i'm supposed to be a fucking leprechaun it's actually saint patrick's day as we speak so where's my fucking luck give me it i don't have it especially not with men so 
No, we're not going to call them men. We're going to call them boys because they are boys. So that was Matthew. Moving on. I became a little whore after that. Not a whore in person, but a Snapchat whore. You know, Snapchatting probably 30 guys um, during quarantine. Um, After I added Matthew, I literally wasn't scared of adding guys anymore. So I just started Snapchatting like tons of random people. Um, just, you know, having fun with it. Like, I didn't have any plans on meeting up. Just plans on, like, talking to people on Snapchat, whatever. Um, I didn't actually hang out with someone for the first time until June. So, May... Wait, what's after May? Oh, wait, that is June. So, a month. Um, and this is where it gets so fucking interesting. June was one of the weirdest years weirds oh my god wait no i'm such an idiot it wasn't june it was july i'm so sorry okay july so june you know i'm just twiddling my thumbs going on being a little snapchat whore whatever i'm doing you know july comes around and my friend from the cape i came out to her at this point i still wasn't publicly out still wasn't out to the world she introduces me to this boy um, I talked about him in my YouTube video too. I'll give him the name George. Okay. George was honestly my downfall. George is the reason I do not trust men. George is the reason I'm still in therapy. Fuck this man. Fuck curious George. Fuck this little, f- oh my God, I hate him so much, but I'm not going to give him that power. His dick was tiny guys, tiny, literally so small. So we cannot let a man And I will go by this. We do not let a man with a small dick walk all over us. We do not let a man with a small little meatball sub for a little chub down there. We do not let them tell us our worth. We do not let them make us cry. Especially not if they are short. This man was probably 5'3". Not even gonna fucking lie to you. I was introduced to him by my friend. She brought us to like a little party, whatever, um, in the summer. We talked like for 30 minutes before he got like disgustingly obsessed and started deleting his dating apps in front of me. So fucking weird. I literally was talking to this little short piece of shit for 30 minutes. He opens his phone. I guess I won't be needing this anymore. Literally quotations. That's what he said. Deletes Tinder and Grindr. And I was like, damn, like, this boy's loyal. Another, like, naive moment of mine, first time I've been talking to a boy in person. So I'm like, damn, like, he's so loyal. No, like, that's fucking weird. We've been talking for 30 minutes. I don't even know your middle name. I don't even know, like, what your fucking last name is at this point. I just know your name is George and you are the slightest bit attractive and i've never even talked to a guy so obviously i'm gonna be obsessed at this point so the night goes on for that um i still haven't kissed a guy i've obviously kissed girls being in my little acting phase that i was in and so we have our first kiss like on a boat in the cape or no in a car like in the harbor and then we go back to the boat so this is a funny foreshadowing moment he actually says to me have you had your first kiss with a guy? And I said, no. And he says, well, let me change that. Shut the fuck up. You're not smooth. Second of all, that's a foreshadowing moment. I'll tell you in a little while why. 
but after he becomes like weirdly obsessive um within the first 30 minutes we go back to the boat we hang out more and then i ended up staying out with him until 3 a.m that night just talking like we hooked up in a car somewhere first guy ever hooked up with so overrated literally he wasn't good i thought from that moment i was like damn maybe i'm like asexual no this man just couldn't hook up i'm sorry i'm so sorry like looking back at it now i'm like wow why did i trip over him why do i still trip over him um but yeah so we were at the boat party we left we had like our own night he like kept saying things to me like um i can't wait for the rest of the summer together i can't wait for the rest of like this year together like shit that would just make me happy but i was naive and i thought that it was serious obviously this is all gonna foreshadow into something else that's coming very soon but we stayed out till 3 a.m he basically like acted like i was his boyfriend so this like the cutest shit to me honestly i was in love not in love that's like an exaggeration like i'm saying like oh i was in love no i stayed up that whole night smiling next day picked me up we went on another date um he brought me to this ratchet little restaurant and bought me my food so that was kind of chivalratic is that a word i don't fucking know introduced me to his parent not parents because i don't even think they're together introduced to one of his parents on the second day we met and to his siblings. That was fucking weird if you ask me. Literally the second day I met this man. Looking back on it now it's weird. At the moment I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. So I met his mom. I met his sister. And I went to his house. And literally this is the second day. He asked me to be his boyfriend. And I was like damn. Talk about moving quick. This man has already deleted his fucking dating apps in front of me introduced me to my family, introduced me to his family, fucking told his, um, parents about me, and now asking me to be his boyfriend, wow, at this point, I'm like, damn, maybe I am just, like, really fucking hot, and maybe he just wants to cuff me, I mean, I know I'm sexy, I know it, like, maybe, maybe gay guys move fast, I'm still trying to figure out this world, I'm still trying to figure out the world of, like, these little gays, Little did I know this man is literally just a sociopath in the form of a 410 piece of shit from a small town. So, story moves on. Um, that night, we also stay up till like 2 a.m. and get drunk at a party again. At this point, he says something to me in the car along the lines of, I can see myself falling for you or like i can see myself spending the rest of this summer with you and i think i said i think i said to him like why do gay guys move so fast like why do like i already feel that way for you too and then like i don't know what the fuck was wrong with his brain but he like almost like told me he loved me which was so weird on the second day or like this is the second or the third day i can't really remember but one of my friends like was so drunk shout out to you you know who you are i love you so much and she said something along the lines of you guys are gonna fall in love like la da like she was drunk and i think i agreed with it i was on cloud nine you know honeymoon phase first time i ever talked to a boy and then he used that to fucking stretch the story out of proportion the next day i woke up and he snapchatted me 
and he was like, Sean, we're done. And I was like, huh? What? You literally said in the car last night that you can't wait to spend the rest of your summer with me. And he was like, you told me you loved me last night. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, when you were drunk. I was like, first of all, I was sober by the time I got in the car with you. Let's not fucking gaslight me. I was like, that is just not true. You were the one who said that shit. So he started pulling this psycho shit on me and like telling me that I said like shit that I didn't say. And I was like, no, like that's just not true. I obviously didn't stand up for myself at this point. I was like a little doormat for this piece of shit. So I was like, I was pissed off. I was, no, I wasn't even pissed off. I was heartbroken. I was like, we're done. We're over. Like, I literally like just had the best night. So obviously this is the first boy, first boy I've ever talked to. First boy I ever hooked up with. So you always have a, a connection to that first person. Little did I fucking know. The first night we met on the boat party, there was another boy there. I'm going to give him the name um tim and tim was on the boat too he's he was cute and i asked george fuck these names are so hard i asked george is that boy gay like i low-key got vibes from tim and i have a good gator i can tell and george was like no like he's straight like he he's been straight like i've known him for like years like we play a sport together like he's straight and i was like all right whatever you say George like I don't really care I just want some dick I don't really care about your stupid friend so next day progresses Tim comes out to one of my friends and George was like wow I guess Tim is gay and I'm like yeah like maybe we should talk to him and like help him come out a little and George goes no I'll do it do not talk to him do not add him on anything you are not out, you do not have the right to help him, and I was like, damn, this bitch is fucking aggressive, he had anger issues, he was a little short fucking piece of shit, so, obviously, I didn't really think anything of it, turns out, Tim and George went on a date that same day that he came out, George told Tim, oh yeah, me and Sean ended that same, that night that, um, we saw you on the boat together, you know, we ended, it didn't, it didn't work out, want to know what they did, went to the same fucking parking lot that me and George did, next day, went to that same fucking restaurant, want to know how he kissed Tim, Tim's first kiss, used the same fucking dialogue, these same words, have you ever kissed a boy, no, well, let me change that, George is a fucking psychopath, so, me and Tim have no clue at this point, He's bringing us on back-to-back dates, you know? He's he's dropping me off, and then he's going picking him up, and then he's turning on his snap map for the other one, turning it off for me, and it's literally insane. Like, this is literally like a movie. I didn't know this until the day after me and George kind of ended, like, when he said we were over. So, the next day, George, his car gets stranded um, because he's a little fucking car person, his car gets stranded somewhere and I go to pick him up and he literally becomes the biggest asshole I've ever met says the shittiest things a human has ever said to me in the car and I'm driving this motherfucker home to his house and at this point I'm like wow I guess this is what love is like I guess this is how I'm gonna be treated how I deserve to be treated so that fucked me up a lot like 
I don't want to play the victim, but let me little let my little victim complex out and say like I was abused. No, like he was really shitty to me. He like verbally harassed me in that car, just being an absolute asshole to me, like telling me, like I, like I move too fast. I'm never gonna get anywhere with anyone. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sensitive and alone for the rest of my life. Like shit like that. It's not even worth talking about because that man is. I think he's in a mental hospital right now. I genuinely have, I genuinely have no clue. But after that, I didn't cut him out of my life. I I just obviously gave up after the shit he said to me. The next day, I got in contact with Tim because I was so curious about if he was doing the same shit to him. Because at this point, I knew that he talked to Tim as a friend and was helping him come out. So I wanted to know if he was being like nice to him. And he goes, yeah, like, he's being so cute to me. I'm so sorry you guys ended. Oh, my God. No, I just said his name. Fuck. God damn it. Whatever. I don't really care. Um, He was like, yeah, George told me you guys ended that night. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Literally come pick me up right now. We get in the car together. We start talking. And we figure out that George had taken us on symmet- symmetrical. What's the fucking word? whatever the same fucking date said the same shit to us literally say use the same excuse gaslight us in the same way just pulling this little fucking whore card i don't know what he wanted it was the creepiest thing ever me and tim also noticed his psychopathic behaviors when we would drive he would like try to hit bunnies and he would carry like a knife around at all times and like pull it on us like as a joke like not in a harmful way at first like he would just like pull out this like little pocket knife and he'd be like like look at me like i think he was trying to make up for the fact that he was literally 410 and a little fucking pussy so he was trying to like make up for that by pulling out a little pocket knife or whatever but he was so psychotic and so me and him were like damn that is the craziest shit we're we're really hurt so we sent a selfie to George and we were like wow look who's hanging out look what we figured out you fucking piece of shit so we both ended it with him forever on that day we bonded over that so then me and Tim actually ended up going on a date and like not hooking up but we like kissed or whatever and it didn't like click with him I love that guy he is so sweet I will forever like be friends with him he's so sweet I, we just didn't click like romantically, which was fine. I think we were just trying to force it because we were upset that George, his name is George. Yeah. George fucked us over like that. So right now we've got two boys down in the summer. That's two down in the span of a week. So this summer is definitely going to be for me, um, horror city. And it was, so that was the first interaction that I had after that i came out i was heartbroken about george that i literally no like more than heartbroken i went into a depressive episode um and i had no clue who to talk to i wasn't going to tell like my therapist because i was nervous about her telling my parents i know that's literally the stupidest thing ever i soon told her after that but i came out to my sisters about george that's the reason i came out his piece of shit actually pushed me into a good place in my life which kind of started chain reaction because once me and tim started hanging out i pushed him not forced at all 
he wanted to come out to his parents and introduce me to them as his like guy friend in quotations if you know what I mean like he told them that like we were kind of talking so that actually went really well for him so it honestly started a chain reaction from such a shitty person that um I think we're both in really good places right now but that's basically the story of the first boy there's a little more that goes into it like behind the scenes that was really shitty of him no one really wants to hear that but let's talk a little bit about the way that this man hooked up george was literally 410 i think and he thought that he was the biggest top that you will ever meet no absolutely the fuck not his dick wasn't even big it was probably like 10, 20 times smaller than his fucking massive ego. Um, we hooked up in a car in a church parking lot. Please, that is the funniest thing ever. And um, it was so shitty. Not even going to lie, when I made that man come, he told me, stop, I'm going to pee. He was like, if you keep touching my dick, I'm going to start peeing and it's like excuse me i have never heard that in my life so this man um like claims to be the most like experienced like like he just claims to be this god in the gay community and he wasn't he wasn't even a good kisser he wasn't good at any of that shit he said the most embarrassing things when we were hooking up and honestly I was scared of him. He looked like a psychopath when we were, like, making out. I swear to God, he kept his eyes open. But about him, he's cut off from all contact with me after, like, shit that he did to me. Really fucked up shit that he did to me. So we don't speak of him. We don't talk to him. Not gonna lie, I think he's cut off from Tim, too, because shit that he said to me still fucking lingers around my brain things that he did to me like physically still affect me but i really am so over him i'm so over his 510 410 ass thinking he can walk all over anyone i think he's actually in a mental hospital right now because he's fucking insane he deserves to be there actually no he's not he's out he has a new boyfriend now that he's definitely terrorizing poor fucking buddy actually he's so ugly his boyfriend so whatever um but yeah they can go thrive they'll have a nice little house in hell i however have moved on from that era i'm gonna try to blur out his name that i just said earlier if you are listening here's a message to you um fuck you actually (laughs) you're a piece of shit and i hope that your boyfriend um doesn't make you pee your pants in the car of in the church parking lot of your little small pimped out car anyways that's all i have for you george i almost just said it again but yeah that was the first two weeks of my july that's all i have for you guys today um there's a ton of more stories about the summer that i honestly need to save for more episodes because I could literally talk about them for, like, hours at a time. So, that's it for today. Um, I believe there's two more dicks after those two. In the end of the summer, I'll touch upon those, like, in another episode. I'll probably have one of them on the show. 
because I'm still friends with one of them, which is so rare for me, because usually when I end things with someone, I am not in contact them with them for a good three months, then we'll add each other back on Snapchat, and we'll start, whatever, anyways, um, good night, everyone, I hope you have a great night, dream about dick or pussy, whatever you like, um, and just, you know, yeah, whatever, have a good night, bye.